Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to r slash nuclear revenge. In today's video, I've only got one story for you, but trust me, it is an absolute cracker. Our main character, OP, manages to take down an entire fraudulent company on her own pretty much it's pretty insane uh let's just get straight into it do not mess with my family i will destroy you okay so this goes way back and still leaves me fuming background i will call myself daisy i qualified as a mechanical engineer in the mid 1980s working in textiles in a little african country also featuring in the story is ed the consultant who had carte blanche overall power Ed was there to assess performance, but also investigate why a profitable company takes a nosedive within 18 months. The villains of the story are all new employees of the company, Bob, the CEO, and the CFO. This story is a long one, so take a break, get yourself a coffee, tea, shake, cocktail, whatever rocks your boat. I mean, literally, guys, get anything. You're going to want to strap in for this one. It is great, but it is long. So, I was part of a management team employed on behalf of an NGO, a non-government organization company, funded by the Commonwealth and the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, to help set up viable labor-intensive industry for this country in the mid-1990s. To start with, this was a dream job. Free luxury accommodation in a secured village with tennis courts and a swimming pool. Free utilities like electricity, water, and a telephone landline. There was no internet at that time and no mobiles in this region. Free private schooling for my three children, a monthly allowance, note not salary, and a great pension. The catch was that my husband was not allowed to work permanently. He could consult for companies, but not be employed. As part of the work and residential permit process, I was the total breadwinner. I was respected by the management team and my employees. I loved the people of this nation. The culture, the warmth, and the willingness to learn, even if the majority of the employees were illiterate. I helped set up schools to improve their verbal and written skills, not only in English, but also in the local official language. I woke each day ready to tackle the challenge and see the company flourish and become profitable. And it did. It became very profitable. And as part of an agreement with the CDC, the Commonwealth Development Corporation, and the IMF, it needs to be sold to investors in this country as a profitable venture, with the caveat that all local employees remain in employment for 18 months. The order books were full, and the bank balance was very healthy on the day the new owners came in. The new owners have their headquarters in Southeast Asia. This is when the troubles began. The new CEO and CFO come in and first order of the day is to remove the majority of the previous management and bring their team in. I was told in no uncertain terms that as a female, I should be home breeding and not working. My time was up. The company starts losing money within nine months. This new team started blaming the local employees. This meant the head office sent in an independent observer, we'll call him Ed, to feedback proposals to the group CEO in Southeast Asia. This is important for later. 
I had to have medical leave for eight weeks. And whilst on medical leave, the CEO makes a decision to cut off free private education for my children and no more free utilities or food allowance without adjusting my allowance. Remember, as a true expat, the company owns you totally. I made a formal complaint, but was told if I did not like it, the company would inform the country's government that I had been fired due to not being qualified. This would have meant 48 hours to leave the country with no support from the company. This means my family would lose everything and become destitute. On my return to work, they demote me and place their own man in charge to run my previous departments, engineering and maintenance. All right, so just to clear up, because OP is not a local employee, the rules about keeping employees on for 18 months after the takeover do not apply to her. So I guess this new management are kind of within their rights, legally at least, to get rid of people who aren't local employees within that 18 months, which is what they've done here. So I go to introduce myself to my new manager. Let's call him Bob. Bob refuses to shake hands and states that he is there to make my life hell and get me fired. I saw red. No one threatens my family's well-being and gets away with it. He was the only spokesman for the senior management. Payback is needed. I decide to start an investigation on what exactly is going on here. In the 12 months that this new management team has taken over, the company is now in serious debt. New equipment that had been installed by the NGO previously has to be sold to help pay salaries. The pension fund was found to be underfunded, explained as the NGO having taken money out. This management team has somehow brought over extended families that were all being educated in top universities, either in South Africa or even the UK, as well as top private schools in the region for the younger children. There was also extended house staff and drivers, all of this coming out as losses in the company books. To top it up, I find out that my new manager's university doctorate degree was fake. This management team treat the local staff as subhuman. I had enough of this BS. Time to sort these people out. All right, so clearly these new guys are just coming in, ruining everything, sacking people left, right and center for no real reason and actually taking money out of the business for their own personal needs. Let's see what OP does in terms of revenge though. So stage one, prove that the current boss is not qualified in what he says he is. Talk to Ed about my suspicion, show him the transcript from the telephone conversation with the university that Bob says he has a PhD from and we set a trap. We have a set of machines that are seriously underperforming. Ed and me work out a plan where I walk into a lead meeting late. I was to be quiet until Ed asked. We wanted to give Bob enough rope. In the meeting, I sit quietly whilst Bob blames the local operators, the local maintenance fitters for all the woes that are happening and reasons why we can't meet the order book demands. Ed sweetly asks if there is a possibility of a mechanical issue and Bob denies it. Ed then asks me for my opinion. I explained that Bob has been changing suppliers of critical components to cheaper versions, but somehow they still cost the same on the official books. I had evidence that demonstrates that Bob was receiving a significant percentage of the difference on the side. I also stated that I could fix the problem using some of the correct components. If I was wrong, then by all means I could be fired. Ed sets a challenge to me and Bob. Each one of us has a team of fitters and our chosen components. Bob storms to the shop floor and does his usual screaming at everyone. I go down and explain what I was trying to achieve and how it would benefit the operators and get the project going. At the end of the week, I have to report back to the management team. Ed had asked a few operators, mechanics and production supervisors how Bob worked and if there were any attempts to sabotage my projects. 
Needless to say, Bob did try everything. Ed gives Bob a chance to come clean, but Bob still stated, I was a liar and knew nothing. Ed stands up, goes to the door, opens it, and outside is Bob's family. Ed had organized drivers and contacts to fly to South Africa, pick up all the children from schools and universities, and for those in the UK, the university was informed no company funds would be forthcoming. Then he proceeded to give each of Bob's family plane tickets for the following morning. Company security guards and police were sent with Bob to his bank where these funds were frozen due to fraudulent transactions. He accepted a plea bargain. He would not be welcomed in Africa ever and his home country police were informed. When Bob landed in his home country, the head office had organized a police escort. Basically, he was unemployable and his family greatly shamed. I hope he got his just desserts, but I couldn't really care less to be honest. Stage one completes. Now for stage two, the final events that prove the new CEO and CFO had been defrauding the company and the country. The new CEO and CFO were still left in charge of the company. This is now 18 months from the takeover. The stated clause that the workforce could not be touched was up and the CEO and CFO called an all-site meeting. They stood up front with tears running down their faces about how the NGO had lied about the company orders and profitability, how they are trying their best, but the company is really struggling and people will lose their jobs. I've been working closely with the CEO and CFO secretary, so I've been able to access the info needed. Survival kicked in. As I was part of the original management team, I had the original accounts that were audited as part of the CDC and IMF funding for the NGO. In between, I accumulated information on the losses being shown and the missing money going offshore into private accounts and not the head office accounts. You see, these two did not respect women or the locals and assumed that what was being done would not be picked up. If they had bothered to understand who they employed in the office, they would have found that the purchase officer and the accounting supervisor were qualified accountants with close links to the government, the banks, and they were, you're right, women. I'd explained that there would be a time when we needed evidence to safeguard the money and people's livelihoods. So the files have been building from when they were six months into the job to now a year later. The CEO announces that 66% of staff will have to be let go. Again, I talked to Ed and given the evidence we had been accumulating. The CEO calls me to the office to tell me that I am redundant with immediate effect and that to be able to stay in the country to sort out my family, I would now owe the company rent that was twice my given allowance. I lost it. I literally turned around and explained that in less than 24 hours, he would have no future. His family would have no future. No matter where they run, they would be found. I knew this to be true as Ed already had the wheels in motion. This time, the group chairman walks in on my heated conversation, together with the IMF representative and the CFO in tow. The CEO was fired on the spot and loaded onto a plane with an international warrant for fraud. The IMF pursued this fully. They were screwed. In this Southeast Asian country, a stain on your trustworthiness meant you are untouchable. As for me, well, the company limped along, but I no longer trusted anyone from that group. Myself and my husband found employment in another regional country. This time, both of us had work permits and also had airtight contracts. No one will ever screw us over or make us feel like slaves again. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And there we go. That is the end of a, uh, a slightly confusing story, I will admit, but one I wanted to bring you anyway. I think it's pretty cool, again, how one singular person together with Ed manages to take down a completely fraudulent set of new people in a company who realistically let's be honest are just trying to get in there for their own benefit they don't care about the country at all they're from southeast asia they've just come in and are trying to take advantage of the rules and regulations getting rid of everyone taking money out of the company for their own personal gain it's a horrible thing to do and i'm happy that op you know wrote the story and, and told us all about how she dealt with these people and got them the justice that they deserve really i mean come on you can't take loads of money out of a company use it for your own you know life which is fraudulent very very fraudulent and get away with it you need people like op to shut you down and tell you what's right and wrong i hope these guys massively regret it if they don't who really cares they're going to be in prison for a long long time i suspect Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Nuclear Revenge. Really hope you have enjoyed it. If you want more stuff just like this video, maybe a little bit less complicated story, check out this video on screen right now. I think this is one of my best Nuclear Revenge videos that I've ever made. So yeah, go and give it a watch. I promise you'll like it. If you are new to my channel, please hit this button as well and turn on notifications so you never miss one of my daily uploads. With that being said, I'll see you guys tomorrow with a brand new one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.